little, little early on translatable for you. All right. <clears throat> well, let's get true? into this intro. Uh, for some reason, I don't believe you, but go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about some different types of intelligence. You know, you may be wondering, am I intelligent? I don't always feel so intelligent. Well, lucky for you, there are, depending on who you ask, there's nine, there's 12, there's all sorts of different numbers of intelligence. So we're going to talk about some different types of intelligence today. I'm also hoping to find out what uh, types of intelligence my co-host and I might have. And uh, it's going to be a fun episode today. So stay tuned if you want to learn some different types of intelligence. And of course, get some tried and true untranslatables as well. So I could not do this without my good buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? What better way to start this episode than telling you that you're right, Chad? We see... I don't even know how to say it. We see beta water of life. That's And that's literally how you say whiskey is we see beta. So you're right. See? You're right. Um, and Starting off the pot on a good note, what can I say? Yeah, Whiskey is the water of life, and Jared. Why should I question you? Because you're very um, uh, linguistically, you know, intellectual, uh, intelligent. So, of course, you would know something like that. And, of course, well, I should you, just sir. stand down like the <laughs> or face looking like a fool. Those were my only two options in a situation like that. You tend to shine during the untranslatables, though, buddy. So I'm, I'm not always so sure about that. You've got some linguistic talents as well, my friend. My intelligence should be knowing my limits. That's what it should be. You know? Well, I think that's a that's a good way to stay humble without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have a question for you. I want to, I want to ask ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this came across my Twitter, and I, it got me thinking, you know, about my life. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Chad, um, what his answer would be. Delta tweeted this. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're an uh, airline. They have a bunch of airplanes that fly from place to place. Occasionally some drunkards here and there. get a little unruly. You know, normal flight stuff. Just some duct tape? Na- <laughs> yeah, not a Delta. <laughs> it's low-cost shit. Delta people aren't duct taping passengers. Just oh, um, have zip ties? No, those... Is that better no, or the, uh, duct tape? Zip ties are definitely better. Uh, granted, that you can't shut them up with zip ties, though. That's true. Um, no, they have air marshals fly on Delta. That's why. <laughs> okay. That's you don't know. That's why low cost airlines are so cheap. They they uh, and, uh, they don't have air marshals. No air marshals. They're just like listen. Are you, you are you serious? You can fly, right but we we are not going. Like you have to pay for the sort of. You didn't know that, of course, dude. This is. You got to pay for everything. You got to pay for that's air true. marshals to patrol your plane. The money does and make the world go low-cost around. Low-cost airlines, that's one of the common places. I'm not saying all sure. of them, but I'm saying some, some of them certainly say, we don't need that. That's fine. Do they we, do air marshals in Europe, or is that just an American thing? I don't know, dude. I made all of that up. I have no idea. <laughs> Name a city that changed your life. That's what Delta tweeted. Name a city that changed your life. Well, in what way? Um uh, I can think of so many. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I mean, what what, what, uh, well, what in the way that was the most beneficial to you, or or not most beneficial, I should say, the most impactful to you? Maybe Vienna or the Czech Republic. I'm not sure. That's Both a great city. That's a beautiful city. Well, the Czech sorry, Republic. Vienna or Prague. <laughs> Prague. Sorry. Well, actually, Prague? technically, technically, Jared, no, that's not even true. It really is Komutov. That's where I lived. Yeah. I mean, you spent a lot of time in Prague. You know. That's true. But a lot of time with Komutov as well. Of course, that's where you lived. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. saying it's fair. I, I meant to. I meant. Of course, you did. I know you did. I got. Gotcha. But I'm saying it's not disingenuous to say Prague is what I'm saying. Right. True. Yeah. 
What about of you, though, Jared? You've been to a lot of cities. Tough. How'd you make your decisions? How'd you make your choices? Uh, well, it's very good, though. You are learning to, to ask. Uh, ask. Uh, that's <laughs> reciprocate we're trying to be question. more reciprocated. That's very good. But I yeah. want to. I want to first figure out how you made those that that decision. That quickly? Yeah, no, you're not even that quickly. You said three different cities. Right. Uh, well, well, Vienna. Just because you know that was where I studied abroad for a year. The just the guitar lessons alone, dude, were in Vienna. Yeah, we're just mm-hmm. on another level with my teacher working there. So shout out to Armin Egger. That's number one. Um, also, I don't know, man, like my level of German improved a lot. Mm-hmm. It was great to be just immersed in, you know, a German speaking country, picking up, uh, you know, a little bit of Wienerisch along the way is pretty cool too. Did I ever tell you though, what, um, I don't remember now if it was Perry or Susanna, but one of them, one of them told me that I had to kind of minimize like my Austrian accent when I was, you know, you have to speak a little bit more Hochdeutsch Where? or like proper German in when class? I was working as a TA. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you were having too much fun with it. I could definitely see that. That it's kind of like when um, people come back from from studying abroad and they have like an Australian or English accent now, right? And it's like, or like, it's like, all right, you were in Melbourne for uh, for uh, you know six months, relax. Like, first of all, it's mm-hmm. Melbourne. And it's like, all right, asshole, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, Melbourne. But um, yeah, that's kind of like you, but on a much nicher level. <laughs> I, yeah, for sure. It's Austria, not <clears throat> Australia, mate. That's the difference. So that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. Um, I came back to to the United States, chart, and then I just had no. That that would be terrible. I think if also. Came um, I imagine. I'm guessing Vienna was sort of the first time when you were like, when you like truly lived on your own for a bit, or what felt yeah. like it. You know, obviously there are yeah. a lot of safety nets, but sure. what felt like just like free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I don't know. I wish I could have lived crazy. in Vienna longer. Mm. You know, just because yeah. it's there's so much cool stuff to do. The food's amazing. That's a place that I could probably I could probably live there for the rest of my life. I think oh, I could do for that. sure. For sure. You I could do yeah, that. I mean it's won like the most livable city award a bunch of times, hasn't it? Yeah, the list don't don't lie. If Thrillist yeah. tells me it's a good place to live, Dude, I'm gonna live tap there. Water. That tap water alone, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember when we were doing like the orientation up in the up in the woods or whatever. Yep. I don't remember Steinmark. what city that was. Was that Mariazell? Canal? Exactly. I don't know how. I don't know where that came Ooh. from. Because you were there, Jerry. You experienced it. I haven't thought came of that city since you. we were there. I don't know where that came from. But anyway. They just like multiple times the tap water would come up and I was like, all right, relax. And then you take one sip and it's like, all right, I kind of get it. it it's yep. different. It's different. It's, it it's different. from the, I'm pretty sure it's from the Alps. Like that's what I thought they said were yeah. aqueducts from the Alps. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, Vienna's yeah. a good one. I mean, I could obviously understand why you would say that. Um, oh, then you're the other, well, I guess I can understand why you would say Homotov and Prague, obviously yeah. you live there, but not China or not, uh, uh, Jinan, is it probably too? It's probably too soon. Like it it's was, too. <laughs> may, it was maybe too soon, and also it was a shorter time. You know, Vienna. I was there for like uh, yeah nine or ten months. Czech but Republic. I can imagine also it changing months. your life because you were there, and then you left because of a freaking pandemic that's still happening. But I could also feel like it. It might be we might be too close for you to even look at it as like something that was for you to get nostalgic about it like that. Right. Oh, like I it's, still it's, get nostalgic. One of my roommates lived in China, so we were actually talking about it today while we were having lunch. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is crazy, man. Just like um, with I, I should stop saying that because that's so vague. That really says nothing, doesn't it, Jared? The term Chad, crazy. You can say whatever you want. Listen, I'm not here it's a, to. It's a free uh, country. You're not going to censor me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not your parent. You're you not can... putting the duck quacks over whenever I say like shit or fuck or something. I do edit out immense parts of this podcast in post. But other than that, I don't okay. take out words specifically, just large Fair chunks. Fair enough. <laughs> well, with with Jinan, it was just such a different experience, Jared. It was it was kind of like this wild roller coaster ride, really, if you think about it, because I'd never, never been to China before. I'd visited Prague before uh, in the Czech Republic before I you know, went to work there. Um, and it was it was just another another world you know, couldn't really speak any of the language, basically depended on my cell phone. Like if my phone would have died, I would have been so screwed on so many levels because I had to use translator. I was using apps to like, well, why are you saying this? Cause you, you, it's not one of the cities that changed your life. Oh, it, it did. But, uh, um, I think you're right though, Jared. So it you're just going to name every soon. city you've ever been to. Dexter yes. changed your life too. Yes. We started with, yeah, we started with four. This is the top 10 list. No, I'm just kidding. But I did ask you, Jared, it's I want to know they for said you. Name what, a city. Right. Sorry, and I named a bunch. What about you though, Jared? What what are what's uh, a city or some cities that changed? No, I'm gonna answer the you. question. I'm gonna okay. answer the question. Um, I probably have to say uh, Meerbusch, which is where I lived in in Dusseldorf. I, I, in a weird way, even more than uh, Dusseldorf. I feel like one obviously because I lived there, but like that was the first time I had like that neighborhood dynamic. That 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 like where like the kids all get together and stuff in the neighborhood, and it's like you can just like sort of meet somewhere and there might be kids there playing soccer or something. Or you like, oh nice. There's a spot where you can like go to the woods, and um and like there were like bike jumps and stuff. Oh, that's um, awesome. That was a good time. That was that was that was that was a good childhood, you know. Anyhow, it was the first time where it was it was, and I think I really benefited from like because I had friends that were American. I had friends that were German, one kid that was English. One of my classmates was Greek. He lived down the street. He had a pretty sick house. Nice. Um, and so just, I, I, I love, I, like, just, um, oh, there was an Italian. Like, he was half German, half Italian. But there was all sorts, and I just, it was a cool dynamic. And it was that so international crowd just, um, is nice. Yeah. And, I mean, that was the first time I'd experienced anything anywhere close to, like, like that, you know? Oh, for sure. So I think yeah. that. That was a real game changer. And I think that's still like that was the first time like I really had like a, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that was crucial, you know, in who I am today. Yeah. It that's made, what I would it, say. Mabush, Germany. Okay. okay. What uh, what were I'm assuming soccer was probably the most commonly played street game. Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else was played other than that. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, we were, we, a lot of bike riding was happening. That's not a for s- sure. sport. I mean, when we didn't do it for sport, really. I guess you did. You call like jumping off and stuff, and um, mostly soccer. I, I couldn't even name another sport that I played. Um, I mean, occasionally rugby, but that was more at school, not not. Right. Um, and, and that like, was at soccer practice, wasn't it? Before soccer practice, yeah. But sometimes it bleeded out outside of that. Okay. But mostly just soccer. If there was a, if there was a soccer ball around, soccer would be played. I mean, right. it's really, it's really like a stereo, like a <laughs> like a stereotype. It's it was that's really all that there, that I could think of sport wise. Sure, 
Yeah, you know, there's something special too, Jared. As as an American, if you get the opportunity to live somewhere else where, you know, the native language is a completely different one, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're in more of like a bubble, because I'm sure you spoke a lot of English when you were in Germany, right? Sure, but it still because forced you, you to learn mm-hmm. the language quick. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like even more, like I think that was one of the biggest sort of motivators where it's like, even though obviously... It was easy to get around in the school system with no... Right. I mean, besides for the fact that they taught it to you and they expected you to get better, I guess. Um, Sure. You could easily get around without it. But there was still, obviously, German being spoken around you in and outside of school. Right. And um, and it just... When you have to use it if you're out in public doing stuff. That Yeah, yeah, that too, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And and it's a much nicer feeling if you can go and speak in the language instead of asking, like, sprechen Sie English and hoping... Yeah, you don't want to be that person. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. Especially if you live live there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say that, and that was the first time I actually took learning a language seriously too. Because I mean, I mean, granted, I still don't take French learn ser- seriously when I was there either. Um, but so I guess I guess not much change there. Never mind. I just had the imperative of needing to learn German. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Speaking of German, um, it's uh. I've started the semester uh, back teaching German again, so it's been pretty fun. Oh yeah, who do you uh, who do you, who are you teaching? I didn't even who, uh, college students. We're gonna keep it. We're kind of gonna keep it vague. Just college students at a local community college. Uh, okay. okay. So we meet two. We meet you know once a week in person, uh, virtually. Oh, okay. It's a it's a three hour session, so it's a long session. So you know what I'm trying to do, Jared, to spice it up. You should be able to guess this. You know me. Oh, you're not just going to tell me? I didn't realize I was supposed to guess. I was like, this is a real long, dramatic <laughs> well, pause. Well, I asked you a question. Um, Yeah. No, of course I don't know. I'm playing games, I guess. It'd you're close. Like, playing music. Okay. You're playing, playing music? music or well, you're playing I'm, music I'm showing. Other. I'm showing them videos, and we're talking right. about the text in German. Is it like, a, what, what level are we talking? These are beginners. Okay. These are beginners. So, so I do have to use some English, but... Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a conversational German class, so I think uh, the vocabulary from the songs will help them in their conversations, and plus we've been practicing some conversations. They learned how to introduce themselves in German in our last uh, session. Mm-hmm. Have they learned? Do they know any swear words yet or anything important? Not, well, I'm sure all of them know some swear words. Let's be honest, yeah. Jared. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's exciting. You I'm just sure. got to order a copy of Dirty German if you really want to learn swear words. Do you... Um... Was that a or book? just ask a German person? Yeah, They'll who, tell you. <laughs> what is this? The 1930s, right? Um, Going incognito mode just so people don't know you're looking for swear words in German. Anyways, did, I don't even know what that. Did you need to um, do any like brushing up and pre- preparation, or did you just did you just like? Oh yeah, I I mean what what I did was I listened to a lot of podcasts in German. Mm. Um, and and you know I you know made the slides and was practicing like you know stuff we were doing, but a lot of this stuff I've taught before as well. So it, so sure. it kind of comes back. It's almost kind of like muscle memory to. Some and this degree. is it's and it's it's like it's basic. If I, if I was a teacher, right. I could oh, probably sure. teach one like one. You, you could teach this class for sure. I mean, you want I can't a sub teach. For me, Jared? I can't teach. But I'm saying I have I I I probably have the German level to teach a one on one class. Oh, without a doubt, easily for sure. Um. And, and I do try to do some instructions and stuff in German so they get more German input or exposure, right? But I but, don't uh, have the skill yeah. to teach a 201 class. A 201? Yeah. Really? No. No. Okay. 
you know, people are asking me questions about why it's dative and how did you know it's how do you? Ch- I'm like, I guessed. I don't know. Right. I well, might be right. I might not be right. But they know what you're saying, okay? Exactly. Well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I had no, some. I, can't I had some German teachers that made like... some mistakes here and there. Um, I make mistakes. I don't know. We we all but do. It's not about make making mistakes. It's I'm saying I don't understand these concepts. <laughs> I see. I see. There's a difference between making mistakes and having a general understanding for the concept rather than just right. Just knowing just random verbs and what the, the what the case is for a random right. verb. Right. And yeah. Having no German, explanation you're right. for it. True. Well, well, the the sad thing is, some things with German you just have to memorize it. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't right. have that. I don't. I don't have that. You, but you thanks, could, for, you thanks could... for trying your hardest to try to convince me that I'm a teacher instead of just letting me tell you I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to tell me something that I do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Jared, I do just want listen to, to me, get... Chad. Believe what I say. You know. I, oh, I do, Jared. I'm, I do. I'm not. I'm confident in my intelligence and where it lies. Well, good, good. Yeah. Well, Jared, I do want to give a shout out today. This is a kind of a cool shout out. I don't know if you've heard of this story. Um, have you ever heard of Zara Rutherford, Jared? No. Well, I'm glad you haven't. So let's uh, let's talk about her. Zara Rutherford is a Belgian British pilot who is 19 and became the youngest woman to complete a solo global flight. What kind of aircraft are we talking? So uh, she was on, I believe it's like a single person. Here, let me let me read you some of this article, Jared, and then I'm sure we can get to, get to the nitty-gritty. So here we go. The 19-year-old Belgian-British pilot, Zara Rutherford, set a world record as the youngest woman to fly solo around the world touching her small airplane down in western Belgium on Thursday, 155 days after she departed. She may account for herself, family, and dedicated it to all young women trying to succeed in uh, male-dominated sectors uh, such as aviation and the exact sciences that drive the industry. Go for it. It takes a lot of time, patience, and a lot of work, but it's incredible, she said. After an adventure that gave her many thrills as scares, from the frozen tundra in Siberia to typhoons in the Philippines and the stark beauty of the Arabian desert. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Right here, Jared. One time her uh, one-seater shark microlight plane. So that's what she had. A shark microlight plane filled up with the, the stench of California wildfires. Often she was flying in absolute solitude over seas or desolate land. Uh, desolate land, sorry. Any potential rescue hours away. She had to spend weeks isolated in the tiny Siberian village of Ayan with barely any contact with her family or the world she knows. Um, so this is just crazy, though, isn't it, Jared? Like, can you imagine so crazy. driving, I guess, not even crazy, but remarkable, uh, astonishing to that's being a New one. That's your resolution to work crazy out of your. Uh, that's right. It's Yeah, that should be. Out of your that, repertoire. Exactly. Um, I just can't imagine that though, Jared, 155 day journey traveling around the world in like this small, like one person aircraft, basically. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how far one of those things can go on a tank. Like how far do you go? I I wish I understood the, um, like the logistics of it. Cause obviously you have to stop a bunch. She's, you know, it's a pretty small plane. So like, 
I, I just, I'm just curious. I, I'm just wondering how, how that works because I imagine there's a limit on how long you can be in the air and how long you have to be on the ground uh, in between that time. Um, and then I was like, and then you can only go so far at the same time. So I'm just, I'm just curious about the logistics and uh, if there's time to see stuff, see cool stuff while you're doing and it. And can I ask you another logistic question about this? What do they do for a visa? Um, like how how does that work? Do you just get a visa for all these places? Also, You're, how does she fly over the ocean? <laughs> like this plane is right. not that big. How does right. this work? How I need to figure out how far this thing can go. Um, it's gotta. I wonder if if there's a way they like filled up her tanks in the air so she could keep flying. Like the military does that, but I I, yeah, but I don't. We're talking know. about this, yeah, but we're talking about like like a little one person plane, like hundred so, yeah. million dollar jets. And helicopters right. versus True. like a little one seater thing. I mean, the plane looks cool. I'm just, I right. wish, I wish I could, uh, I could figure out how far. Um, I mean, it's tiny, bro. Like this is a tiny right. plane. It's a six hundred. It's six hundred pounds, pounds empty. What? That's, That's it? how heavy the plane is. Yeah. That's crazy. Six hundred pounds. Yeah, and it has a maximum cruising speed of one hundred and ninety miles per hour. But that's like, you know, I imagine she's not just you know, redlining it. I don't know. I, I, don't, right. know. I don't know. It can only go 13,000 feet high. Dang. That's less than half of like a... Um, a commercial like a, airline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now my now I want to know how, how this even works logistically. I mean, it's obviously right. cool. Sure. I'm yeah. just very curious. Very curious. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, so Zara had been flying, I guess, since she was like six years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at 14, she started flying herself. Can you imagine that, though, Jared? You're 14. You start doing flying lessons. Five years later, you travel around the world solo. That just yeah. boggles my mind. Yeah. I mean, I think about this kind of like being a professional athlete, essentially. Right. So, you yeah. know, some, some professional aviator. Think, think about like, you know, Formula One. They find you at like 12. Right. Uh, and then by, you know, by... 18, you're driving a Formula One car or something like that. Right. Winning titles. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's won at 18, but yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the youngest Formula Formula One. I can tell you. It's 22. I think it's Sebastian Vettel, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, nice. But yeah, it it just blows my mind, though, Jared, traveling 155 days around the world. Um, Yeah, so big shout out to Zara Rutherford. I think that's amazing. Um, So I just wanted to share that with all of you today. Uh, well, Jared, I think you might know what time it is. It's time for those untranslatables, I'm going to guess. You better believe it. It's time for some untranslatables, which are proverbs, idioms, sayings, uh, slang that doesn't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And we are your tried-and-true untranslatable experts here to decipher them for you. So you want to get us started today, Jared? Sure, dude. Sure. Uh, my first one is Lithuanian. And it's... Ich kurde kohos dista. Um, you know, I was watching. Um, I was watching um, Mission Impossible last week. I watched like four of them over the course of three days. I, I had. I got. A, went on a real Formula One kick. I was right, by the way. It was it was um, Sebastian Vettel, um, nice. and um, almost as much as he's running. And his ability to kick ass on demand is his was his ability to just you know whip out all these different languages from like Russian to Arabic to French you know and Italian in the course of like uh, 
you know, just like, you know, and just have them ready to go. And I'm like, I know people can do that. I'm not, but I'm like, are there, are there people like, what's the number of people that are also like spies that can do that? <laughs> you know, like, right. it's such like a, like you, like you have to have so many skills to have this job that Tom Cruise has. And I'm just like, is, I was like, like, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he has a, he's a, he's one of the top in the world. Anyway, anyway, ish kur kohos dishta. Uh, uh, where legs grow from. Where legs grow from. Hmm. Where where legs grow from. Give give me some give me something to work with here, Jared. I'm trying I'm trying to think what is it like to be like good at the fundamentals? No, but someone that finds it important to be good at the fundamentals might con- might be constantly showing you where legs grow from. Someone and, who's always right? No. Your coach, your coach that's in the fundamentals is constantly um showing you where the legs grow from regarding um regarding your box out drills, Corre- regarding correcting your, pivots. your mistakes maybe? Uh your your students hate you because you're constantly showing them where legs grow from and it's um super boring. Hmm. They just it's sit there. Boring. They just sit there for 3 hours while you show them where legs grow from and then you dismiss them and it's like Does that mean you're talking about nothing? It's like next week No, you're talking about something. Okay. It's to give someone a lecture, Chad. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's good to know. Well, I'll try to I'll try to not uh what was it again? Uh where legs grow from. I mean it doesn't have from. to be negative. Oh. Oh, that's true. Giving a lecture is just saying it's giving someone a lecture. Right. It didn't say that's positive fair. or negative. Right. Well, my first one for you today is uh Portuguese and this uh, they generally say I believe in Portugal. Uh and it is estou feito ao bife. And it Did is, you purposely say that with the worst accent you could come up with? <laughs> no, 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 not on purpose. Uh, okay. Estal feito al bife. Is okay. that better, Jared? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how you're supposed to say this. In the, I, I don't speak Portuguese, Jared. Um, but you could have fooled I'm me, Chad. like a steak. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm, uh, like, I'm like a, a steak. Um, it's like I'm angry. I'm well done. I'm fully cooked. Why? Why might you be fully cooked? Because I'm angry. What, but why are you angry? Because you you've uh, you because you've pushed me to to my to the last straw, Chad. Um, n- what are we not, talking about again? Not quite. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, I'm I'm um, like a steak. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, it didn't work. It didn't work. You know, I can I can recognize when a joke doesn't work. You're a tough crowd. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh. So it does have something to do with being fed up or angry. Uh, I mean, I definitely, I someone who is angry could certainly say, "I'm, I'm like a steak. I'm well done. I'm burnt. Yeah, you've burnt why, me more than why? Why might you be burnt? Because you trusted someone way too many times, and they and they burned you. This is Ooh, more. See I what think. I did there, Chad. I, I do. <laughs> I've been burned uh, like a steak from Outback. I don't know. Outback probably has a good steak. Who knows? Um, this is more like I'm trying to you think. Burn of an me like a McDonald's steak. 
There, there you go. Uh, no, if, for example, Jared, maybe I tell you, I come to you and I'm like, you know what, Jared, I really want to, uh, I really want to buy this Mercedes G wagon, mm-hmm. but you know, I can only budget this much per month for a car payment. Um, and uh, I've been trying to run the numbers, and I've been running the numbers, but I'm I'm just like a steak. To be broke? Uh, <laughs> no, not not no. to be broke. It's it's when you um, I'm run into end. a uh, no. It's when someone runs into a problem and they can't figure out the solution. Okay, so I did get it. At wit's end is what that would be. Is that what that? I've never heard that one before. Okay. Jeez, Chad. At, at wit's at wit's end, I thought at wit's end was more like you're you're like frazzled. Well, I guess yeah, you're frazzled because it's a problem you can't fix. Yeah, okay, very good, Jared. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. I got it right in the last second. That's right. What what else do you got for me? Um, now you got now you're making me look up at wit's end like I'm the idiot. <laughs> Questioning. CJ, if you say something with confidence, you make me just question who the youngest Formula One world <laughs> champion is. I got that right. You make me question yeah. my knowledge of the English language. Completely puzzled and perplexed, not knowing what to do. I'm at wit's end. Isn't that what you're untranslatable? Uh, this one is when you're when there's a problem you can't solve. So yes, yes. Okay. Uh. A problem you can't solve. Completely puzzled and perplexed, not knowing what to yep. do. I think yep. those are the yes. same thing. I agree with you. All right. I got it at the last minute. I just need to. That was a buzzer beater of an it untranslatable was. get. Uh, my next one. Interesting. You got a Portuguese one. Mine's Portuguese as well, but it's uh, from Brazil. And it's uh, now. See, I shouldn't have. I, I knew this was coming to you. So I don't know why I shat in your Portuguese when obviously mine's no better. Uh, procurando. Chifre na cabeza. No, that's not. Uh, that's Spanish. Cabe- what's what's the little squiggly under the sea? How does that work? Is it a cha? Cabeza. Uh, procurando chifre na cabeza de ch- te- de saval. Something about your your head. Mm-hmm. Cheval, uh, saval uh, in fr- French is the same word. It would be cheval, I believe. Um, and it's serving. Uh, uh, excuse me. Searching for horns on the horse's head. Searching for the hmm. Searching for the is this like um. Oh man, I have no idea. Is, I'm trying to think. Like the first thought that came to my mind is it like someone you are trying to like judge before it's like basically you're making an unfair judgment mm. on somebody. Mm. That's I'm interesting. Judging a book by its by by its cover, but I don't I don't think that's what it is. Um. Mm, no, I I, don't, I wouldn't I so wouldn't searching say that's for what the it horns is. on the horse's head. Is that what yeah. it was? Search, so so, you know, I've been I've start, I got HBO the other day, mm-hmm. and I started watching uh, The Wire. Okay. And um, well, this is going to be tough. This, I mean, I could make this work, but this is going to be a tough one. I shouldn't have gone here. Um, but, um, you know, have you seen The Wire? Yeah, no, of course okay. not. Well, um, yeah, I haven't either. So, <laughs> 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 Oh, excuse me. Cavallo. I just realized I missed out the last letter on that last word. Anyway, it means uh, I'll just tell you what it is. Um, it means looking for issues where there are, where, uh, 
where there are no issues, poking around for unnecessary okay. reasons, trying I to see. find a horn okay. on a horse's head that doesn't exist. What are you trying? What are you? Right. Why are you trying to find this horn? What is that like? If you're um, it's like a hypochondriac, someone who yeah, like, that could be they're ex- always sick. Could be sure. Right, or, Constantly searching for issues that uh, right. don't exist. I guess so. Right. Okay. I, I like that one. That's a hypochondriac could certainly be searching for horns on a horse's head. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that has like IMDb thumbnailed, you know. Ex- exactly. Bookmark, for sure, I say, not thumbnailed. Right. My uh, next one for you is also Brazilian Portuguese. Por- Portuguese. I probably said that wrong as well. Amigo da Oncha. And okay. this means you, you got the first word. Yeah. Uh, Oncha is uh, Jaguar. Friend of the Jaguar. Oh, a conniving son of a bitch. A real sneaky bitch. Uh, yeah. A snitch. I, I'll, I'll give it. Not a snitch, but well, uh, I guess that is. Could be. Could not be. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be a snitch. But what kind of person might be a snitch, Jer? This is a, it's a little bit more specific, but you got, you basically got it. Someone that's like, someone that like knows everyone, but can't be trusted or someone right. that's just like shady. Yeah. And they can't be trusted. Are you saying, yeah, is they, that, are those, are that's I'm it? Sa- well, let me ask you this. A person okay. who is, you know, suspicious or whatever, you might not like them because they might do what to you? Stab you in the back. There we go. That was exactly what I was Did I not say for. conniving, though? I feel like you I did said say conniving. conniving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which also does, like, that is like a synonym for stabbing somebody in the back, right? Conniving? Yeah. Literally, knive is in the... Uh... Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Where do you think stab in the back comes from? Conniving. You're going to connive me again in the back? Right. right. And then stab in the back. That's where yep. that comes from, Chad. Exactly. I do want to read this, though, uh, to you, Jared, because this is kind of interesting. So this expression did originate in Brazil, uh, but it also became really popular in Portugal where there are no jaguars. And it does mean a fake person, a false friend, or someone who lies and stabs you behind the back, which is someone who is conniving, as, as you mentioned, Jared. A friend who cheats is a friend of the jaguar. The origin of this expression is from the comic book Amigo da Oncha uh, by Pericles de Andrade Maranjo. I'm sure I said that last name, butchered it. Uh, published in 1943 in Brazil. The name came uh, from a famous Brazilian joke. And uh, I know you love my jokes, Jared, but this one's not mine. But uh, let me tell you this joke. Okay. So um, person one says, if you were in the forest and a jaguar appeared, what would you do? And person two says, well, I would shoot the jaguar. Person one says, what if you didn't have a shotgun? Person two says, well, then I'd pull out my knife and kill the jaguar. Person one says, and if you didn't have a knife? Person two says, I would hang the jaguar with a rope. Person number one. Well, if you didn't even have a rope, what would you do? Person number two angrily says, are you my friend or a friend of the Jaguar? Mm. I'm sure the joke's a lot funnier in Portuguese, but there you go. So <laughs> I get I get the premise of the joke, though, and I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would I would call that more of like, I don't know, not a riddle, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Jokes doesn't seem mm-hmm. the right term, but I get it. I like it. Right. I do like that. And it's probably much better in comic book form, I would imagine, yeah. since Dude, it's a longer dialogue. It's funny yeah. that you say that, because that sounds like a good Sunday comic that you just read. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I could imagine it being, what was that comic? There's some comic, comic that is like a animal. And I never knew the names of most of them. That it, They're like two animals talking or a bunch of animals. Animals right. something, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, I have no idea. I know you don't know. I'm not, I'm not actually asking you. But, right. um, but yeah, like I, would, um, I could see that in like a Sunday comic. Mm-hmm. 
So oh, it, for it's sure. a good joke. It's just not funny. But it could still be a good joke. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you got any more on translatables? No. No. Well, let me give you one more, Jared. This one is also Brazilian Portuguese. And it is arrestando a, 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 a asa, which means dragging the wing. Okay. Dragging the wing. That's like uh, burying the lead. Or um, is that it? Did I get it right? No, no. I was shaking my head. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, that's like um, being lazy. Stop dragging uh, your wings. No. So say, Jared, say you decide, you know, we're going to take a trip down to Brazil for Carnival, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to go down there. And uh, Jared might meet a nice uh, Brazilian lady while he's down there. And I might look at you, Jared, and I go, Jared, are you dragging the wing with her? Flirting? Very good, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm like, no. If you don't, if you see she has a gun to my stomach, she's robbing me right now. <laughs> now you're involved, too. <clears throat> uh, and that would... The only reason, the only way I'm getting mug like that, Chad, is because I have a lack mm-hmm. of street smarts. That's the only way it's happening. Oh, okay. This, yeah, the street intelligence is a big one, Jared. It is a big one. It is a big one. And I feel like that, in some ways, overlaps with common sense, but it's not completely the same thing. But that, I think, yes, street intelligence is certainly. I think that leads to other types of intelligence, right? Like being able to read people. Right. is another type of intelligence. Like it's crazy how many different types of intelligence there really are if you like kind of take a step back and look at it. Yeah, I think common sense is like the base form of like street smarts, you know. It's mm-hmm. like street smarts to the nth degree, you know. Right. Where it's like it's really honing in on understanding people and how to uh and and, and what and, and and being able to perform o- ocular pat downs on one's uh psyche. Uh, just as they approach and know how to, um, what do you call it, mirror such mm-hmm. such behavior so you'll and be interact. prepared for any situation. Once again, I've been watching right. a lot of uh, The Wire recently, so this need for street smarts and reading people is on my mind a lot. <clears throat> and I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny, which is the opposite of that. <laughs> I feel like they are terrible at reading people, <laughs> yeah. um, which is why this show is so hilarious, right? Yeah. Um, but the, that's the weird thing about intelligence, though, man. Even with Always Sunny, even though all of those characters are quirky as hell and goofy, they all do have some levels of other types of intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. um, I will say, Dennis is a pretty good influencer with a lot of them, a, kind of a leader, and also um, very persuasive. And I feel like mm-hmm. those are certain types of, you know, in, in I don't know if it would be inter or intrapersonal intelligence. What about some of the other ones? Um, well, I think I think Frank technically he's really rich, right? Yeah. They talk about him all the time, so I would imagine he's good good with money and good with numbers. He's good at manipulating people too. That's true. That's true. Um, I, I'm trying to think for Charlie. He's I don't an know artist. what Charlie. That, yeah, he actually, make, his he music makes music. Is pretty good. He he draws too. He's yeah. always he's an artist for sure. Right. Nobody yeah. knows more about birds bird law than him. Also, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I think for, for Mac, I will say, I mean, that he's he's in great shape. At least the more later seasons, 
Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know if the, there's like a oh there is like a you know type of muscular kind of kin- kinesthetic intelligence, right? Um, mm-hmm. Knowing how to use your body, but you know it's not really like they display his <laughs> athleticism in the show, really. But which is why I find that because you sound like him. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I'm just trying to defend he him a little bit. He betrays a knows? certain level of raw muscle and power. That's right. That it's just mass, Jared. It's extra mass. That's why I was laughing. I was like, yeah, that's all the stuff he says. Right. Maybe he got me, Jared. He got me sucked in. Got me to believe. That's, yeah. <coughs> but yeah, one of the reasons, that's though, Jared, why. I mentioned D. I love it. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, well, You don't have I, to. Continue. I just okay. thought it was hilarious, though. Um, well, I, I don't know what hers would be. Mm. I don't either. Um, I'm not sure. That's that's why I didn't mention her. She's very um, bird-like. <laughs> <laughs> her Billy. Now you sound like the characters from the show, Jared. <laughs> but one of the reasons why, Jared, I wanted to talk about uh, different types of intelligence today is because I came across uh, some different articles about a term, uh, I guess a bonus little untranslatable for you j- today, Jared. There's a term in Brazilian Portuguese, um, yechinho, um, which means basically someone who finds a way to kind of get around the rules of the system Mm. right so for and 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 it kind of happens in all sorts of different ways um and uh this could be legal or slightly not so legal but you know maybe your maybe your brother-in-law works at the um embassy uh, and can get you a passport a little bit faster if you pay you know 50 50 bucks you know or or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like there are different ways in different cultures how to kind of get around the rules right sure that's and the street so the, smarts, though. You got to know exactly, the cultural, exactly the yeah. cultural norms. If you if you're gonna flash, uh, it's a little bit riskier to flash a hundred bucks at someone in the U.S., especially oh, an official, sure. some sort of oh, legal sure. government official, with while, like, a, like a dash or not even a dash cam, a body cam on them. While uh, um, in most other countries, it's like, well, we wouldn't have to go through this if you just get, gave me cash. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Oh, you have a hundred dollars. Why don't you just give me that? Then we could have. Right. Then I would have just let you go through without searching your car and asking you all these questions and patting you down. <laughs> exactly. Now you're naked by the roadside. And this all could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah, we could. And I'm taking the hundred dollars anyway. So yep, exactly <laughs> for you exactly. wasting my time. But yeah, yeah, I love that though. Like, and that's the cool thing, kind of, you know, about street smarts. Um, and and like I said, if you really look at street smarts, there's a lot of other deeper types of intelligence involved in that. Like you mentioned, you know, reading people is a big mm. one. Also, like getting a good table it, at a restaurant. I wish I mm-hmm. had the. I wish I had that in me to like do like more, uh, clan, uh, 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 more like subtle. Handing people money and being like, right. uh, "There's a, um, you know, there's a, there's a 35 minute wait," and then just be like, "Is there any way we could cut that down?" And then like sliding, but that's so risky because then they take the money. Right. And they're like, "No." <laughs> that would be hilarious, right? I saw this video. I'm sure online. we can get that down to a five minute wait. It's like, right. no, we can't. But thank you for the hundred dollars. <laughs> well, that reminds me, Jerry. I saw this video online the other day of, um. This uh, teacher was handing out like their homework and the student was like, hey, teacher, can can I skip homework this week? And she like slid like a five dollar bill towards him on the table. Mm-hmm. He takes a five dollar bill and he's just like, nope. And he just hands her the homework and walks away. Yeah. Like, I thought that was just hilarious. Yeah. Oh, wow. that would be that would be a good that would be a good scam, though. It'd have to be more than five dollars. But 
Right. I bet you once you start getting to $20, a teacher might think about it. Especially right. if you're consistently. We got to okay. start. You say like, you got to start with like 100. I don't know why that's my number today. Okay. And then it'd be like, there's more There's more where that came from, you know, if, if you keep this up. And then on a weekly basis, you slide them anywhere from 10 to $20. Then I think it would okay. work. Okay. When you sub for my German class, Jared, are you gonna? How much money are you gonna take uh, for the students to skip their homework? Uh, I, I, pff, I'm a sub. I'm just gonna put on a video anyway. I'm not checking anything. <laughs> I'm like you guys all get A's for You're today. You're just gonna play them uh, Lola Rent. Yeah, and, and then at the very end, there's gonna be one student that was like, "Aren't you gonna check our homework?" I'll be like, "Well, I wasn't going to, but uh, I'm gonna check yours. To. Everyone else right. is free to go." Dude, that is hilarious. I'm just going to check yours. <laughs> Everyone else gets an A, but you need to hand yours What's in. your name? Michael? It's Rat from now on. <laughs> I'm just going to bully exactly. your students for, uh, for three hours. Chad, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. You'd be a great sub, Jared. I hope at least you'd pick a good German movie. That's, that's all I really ask. Lola Rent's a classic. You know, you can't go wrong with that. There was some... Right. Maybe I... Maybe I <laughs> We have three hours, though. Maybe I'd pick one of those effed up movies that uh, Perry showed us from the right. from the Holocaust. Das Weiße Band. Is that I what think I'm that thinking one's like of? Two and a half hours. Like, uh, well, that one's not even. That one's set during like I think the early. That's like that, before World War One, even. Maybe. Oh, is it? It's a. It's it's rough. I don't. I, it's that a one, creepy one, though. Yeah, it's weird. There are also some of those not silent movies, but what do you, is that? Oh, it is a silent movie. Didn't he, we watch? Um, Oh, what is it? Uh, uh, Nosferatu? I never watched Nosferatu. I can't remember what they're called. Because that one's a silent one. I watched two. Like, there was one where there was that giant building. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of hard to uh, explain a plot of a silent movie that you... Right. uh, But I definitely remember watching two very specific, and I think they were very popular uh, silent movies, but I couldn't tell you what, what what they were now. My memory is... It's we watched so bad. Uh, Mephisto, I think one of those one of those years. That was kind of a weird one. Never heard of that either. Really? I'm pretty sure no, you Metropolis, totally watched that's that. The, that's one of the ones we watched oh, for sure. That, okay, that's a hundred percent one of the one. ones we watched. Um, I um, I don't know if that's the one I was just talking about, but I definitely yeah, that is what I was thinking of. Metropolis. That's what okay. I was thinking of. Oh, that's another. That's the other one. The Cabinet of Doctor Kali Caligari. We watched that too. Yeah, that that's also a pretty strange one. Well, Jared, one thing I wanted to do today. What are the is, types of? Uh, are we going to talk about the types of intelligence at some point? We, we are, and I want what I want to do first though is I want to find out what type of intelligence you might be. So I found a ten question test that we're going to take oh, real okay. quick. Let's do it. Uh, so here we go, Jared. Uh, I'm sorry, there's like a shit ton of options here. There's uh, we're going to do it for options. both of us. I've I've already done mine. Okay, it's okay, the same okay. question, so okay. I will tell you mine after we do gotcha, yours. Gotcha, gotcha. So here smart, we go, Jared. Smart of you. Tell me. I t- try to do a little prep today. <laughs> so here we go, Jared. What was your favorite subject in school? And you can just tell me, and if it's on, or do you want me to read through the eight options for you? I'll read through the eight options. All right, here we go. What was your favorite subject in school? Art, math, music, philosophy, foreign languages, PE, debate, or biology. I wish I wouldn't. I wish it wasn't PE, but it really was. I mean, that's the only thing I was right. confident about my skills. Right. <laughs> PE, it is. During your free time, you like to paint, figure out complex problems, listen to music, meditate, read a book, run or hike, volunteer for a charity, or garden. 
See, I like run or hike because obviously that's sort of a broader thing. If I were to if it were to be biking, I think I would still go into mm-hmm. that category. Sure. Um, but I love music and that. That combination would be my so favorite. So which one? Which one though is the music or the hike better? Um, I'm gonna go with the music. Music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you could. Mul- it'd be interesting if you could multi do multiple options. Because really, my favorite would be like soccer, or which I still put in the runner height category. Because right. I think they just mean like physical activity, yeah, and and music, right? Um, or even biking. But you can't. But um, but I'm trying to f- figure out which one is really my favorite between those sure. two. Sure. And I think as a, as an overall hobby, it might be music, even though I like to play soccer more. So I'm gonna go. Sure. With, I'm gonna go with the okay. music. Music, okay. I Number imagine three. that you went with as well for that one. You know, yeah, it, it totally was. I mean, you can tell um, me. It's not going to ruin the quiz. That's true. So for me, well, for me, number one, my favorite subject in school was foreign languages. Okay. And in my free time, it was listening to music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although read a book and, uh, I mean, I'm not a big runner. I do enjoy hiking once in a while. I do like, you know, tennis. Like, I also like, you know, sports uh, as well. But anyways, listening to music was also my choice. Here we go. What type of programs do you usually watch on TV? Uh, Option number one, I'm not really into TV. I'd rather do something hands-on. Number two, foreign films or telenovelas. Uh, Number three, Cosmos, a space-time odyssey. Number four, so you think you can dance. Number five, The Voice. Number six, Couples Therapy. Number seven, Super Soul Sunday. And number eight is Nature Programs on PBS. These options suck. <laughs> right? I kind of thought the same thing. Why did they name like three different versions of the same show between So You right. Think You Can Dance and whatever that other one was? Right. The Voice. All right. Because you start over, I thought they'd actually get to good shows at some point. Um, yeah, no. I'm, number one is really. I'm like, what not about really crime or comedy? Like, uh, right. like exactly. Because those two um, would be probably over uh, oh, I agree. this. I agree. Anyway, action. Sorry, sorry yeah. go ahead again. I, I was uh, waiting okay. to hear something Number I actually one. was expecting to like. <laughs> right. All right. So here we go. Number one, not really on, uh, into TV. I'd rather do something hands on. Uh-huh. Number two, foreign films or telenovelas. Okay. Number three, Cosmos, a space time odyssey. Mm-hmm. Number four, so you think you can dance. Number yeah. five, The Voice. Okay. Those two are Number the six, same, essentially, right? Couples therapy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're pretty similar. I mean, just Number dancing six, or singing. Right. Uh, couples therapy is number six. Super Soul Sunday is number what seven. What is that? There's a tongue twister for you. What I'm is, not sure. Is that like a Super Soul Sunday? I don't like, know. Yeah, is that like some black show from the fifties? That like where they let the black people have a show on Sunday night, and Maybe. it's just them dancing back in the forties. Right. You know, it's, like, it's chocolate Sundays. <laughs> Welcome to Super Soul Sundays. Play chocolate rain for the intro. <laughs> and they do that thing where they all dance on TV for, for an hour. Right. I'm just now I'm just quoting. What's that hairspray? The movie, but uh, right. <laughs> or the musical. I guess it's the movie after that. But anyway, um, all right. Um, oh, that's hard. And number eight, by the way, was nature programs on PBS. Yeah, I don't like that either. I'm gonna have to go with um, the cosmos cosmos okay i think out of all of that stuff that's what i could get the most into okay now i'm not into telenovelas but i do like foreign films out of all those things i would rather watch a foreign film than any of that crap yeah i could i could could go that way too i I guess i got thrown off by the um can i can i change my answer sure foreign films yeah because i can name foreign films that i like and that i've seen recently right 
Roma like I saw a couple Sabang. years ago. No, yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> that's not recently. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that one. Uh, Sh- uh, Schindler's List. That one I've seen right. a couple times, actually. Um, Is that a foreign right, No, that's not a foreign film. That's an American movie. That is an American movie. About yeah. Germany. Yep. Uh, okay, number four for you, Jared. It's your day off, and it happens to be a beautiful summer day. You are most likely to, number one, put together a puzzle. Number mm-hmm. two, read the latest bestseller. Number three, try out a cool chemistry experiment you saw on YouTube. Uh, number four, going for a run. Number five, head to a concert. Uh, number six, call up some friends to hang out and chat. Number seven, enjoy some quality time all alone. Number eight, <laughs> head up to the mountains for a day of hiking. Uh, I'm going to go with, well, I wouldn't, it's soccer. So, like, I wouldn't run. Right. But, oh, no, I'm going to go, I, I'm actually going to go hiking. Okay. Hike up to the mountains to hike. Uh, I like I like going for long walks, and um, I also like mountain biking, even though I haven't done it in a long time. Um, sure. And that's more, that's I think that's closer to the idea of going to the woods and hiking. Um, and I like eat like long walks through the city and stuff. So I'm gonna go with hiking actually more than more than running. Right. That's fair. I think I picked this one. I either picked head to a concert or even call up some friends to hang out. Um, and chat, but I think I misread that because what, what I thought that meant is like you call them to hang out and then you go hang out with them and like you talk to them while you hang out. But I think that's what that does mean, isn't it? Do, is oh. that okay? Yeah. Which says call up, call up. Yeah. Oh. So I don't know if they mean chat on the phone because I don't really chat on the phone anymore. But and I'm we're talking about to, if like, it's a nice out. day. Right. It's like oh, right. I know. I, if we it's would, a nice right. day, I want to go sit on your back porch and get attacked by murder hornets that's true <laughs> exactly well yeah i would like to hang out outside but anyways i picked either that or head to a concert i, I see i took now. it the way that you took it too right. meaning yep. call like yep. call to come together right exactly that's just because that's how we are jared anyways sure. number five when you are trying to come up with ideas for a new project you are most likely to find inspiration by mm. great works of art charts and graphs rhythm and beats your own intuition motivational speeches, the human body, other people's perspectives, or de natura, nature. Intuition. Okay. I picked the same thing, Jared. Wow. Same thing. At a party. We're really full of ourselves. I guess so. <laughs> um, although, although I got it I all was, figured out. It's right? all up here. <laughs> all the genius exactly. I need. I'm pointing to my head, by the way. For mine, sometimes it's like an epiphany moment. Mm. You know, you're like in the shower or you're combing your beard or something, and then just something kind of comes to mind. But I don't know if that's your intuition. That happens to me, too. It's not uncommon for, I mean, it's not a daily occurrence, but it's not uncommon for me to get out of bed and write something down in my notebook. Probably happens once every two weeks. Yeah, for sure. For me, too, sometimes it comes to me before, like, I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Same. So, like... I mean, yeah. yeah that's kind of what yeah. I mean. It can happen... Like, it's less likely that I'm waking up in the middle of the night, like, like brain blast. But right. more likely where I'm, like, lying in bed in, the, uh, in those final moments where it's like oh, you're dozing sure. off. Yeah. Or it's like you're about to be asleep or it's like I don't feel like getting up because I'm in the final stages of approaching sleep, but I want to remember mm-hmm. this. 
Oh, for sure. And then every time, yeah. uh, occasionally, you look it up in the morning, and you look at it in the morning, you're like, that's stupid. All right. I'm right. my day. <laughs> at least you went to bed feeling confident. All right. My next question for you, I didn't you, say my intuition was good. I just... Right. Exactly. But I use it. Exactly. Exactly. Number six. At a party, you're most likely to check out the host's art collection, talk with friends, estimate the number of guests in attendance, dance the night away, be the DJ, network and connect friends to each other, people watch, or wander outside to check out the landscaping. Ooh. I'm going to go with people watch. People watch. Okay. I could see the wander outside for mm-hmm. certain reasons. I don't know why. Yep. Yep. But, I was thinking that um, I was thinking that might be your answer. <laughs> But, I was uh, hoping there'd be a Jared exit, or what? What do they call that? Like an Irish exit? The Irish exit. Deuce out. But you know what they say? I'm there. I guess I'm assuming I'm at the party. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and if I'm at the party, then right. I'm most likely to to people, people watch. watch. Yeah. It's I enjoy pretty good, that. especially it's, at a party, yeah. watching like the the dynamic between two people, spotting yeah. out the drunkards talking to the sobers, oh, for watching sure. the people for that sure. are like. Uh, really into a conversation versus like when is this going to end <laughs> right oh exactly i 100%. love watching uh, even at like bars and restaurants and stuff i like watching other people's interactions right. and stuff and and it's try fun. to guess what like like what their what their situation is dude i did some serious people watching with my roommate uh last week when we went out to o'toole's mm-hmm. and uh it, it was fun because i haven't now been your out spot? to a bar no, I well, if you go someplace once, does it? Oh, does that I, mean oh, you're spot? The same time? I thought you. I thought you, you went yeah. another time after. No, that. no, no, just that one time. I got for you. Now, no, please. never mind. <laughs> but um, but yeah, we did some serious people watching. But yeah, I I picked uh, talk with friends. Like okay. that's, if I'm at a party, that's probably what I'm doing. That's fair. Right. You're sitting in the dentist's office waiting for your appointment. I think I know your answer here. How do you choose to pass the time? Doodle, read an article, estimate the bill. Which I have, I couldn't do that. <laughs> that's such uh, an American thing, though. Right? Because, like, if in most other countries, that's not a concern. You're not even thinking about that. Yeah, you're not even thinking about that for sure. Um, all right, next one. Get up and take a walk. If it's if it gets too long, listen to Spotify with my headphones, or you know, listen uh-huh. to music. Start up a chat with the person next to me. That's totally you, Jared, right there. <laughs> what are uh, you in here for? What's right? wrong with your teeth? Right. <laughs> You here for a root canal or a crown? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I got another cavity. <laughs> exactly. No one asked. Uh, number number seven, daydream. Number eight, check out the condition <laughs> of the office plants. Right? Yes. <laughs> Just chugging, chugging your tequila, shot after shot. Sorry, what was the um, last one? Uh, check out the condition of the office plants. Okay. I mean, I am a sort of a green thumb now. That a planter. My plants are thriving these days. I mean, the answer is obvious. I, I wouldn't go into a situation like that without my headphones. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, what do you think I answered? It was um, doodle, read an article, estimate the bill, get up for a walk, listen to Spotify, start up a chat with the person next to me, daydream, or check out the condition of the office plants. I don't know. Daydream? Nope. That's a tough um, one. Would you strike up conversation? I am a daydreamer. Um. Oh. Whoop. No. No. Not usually. Um. Not. I don't know what you would the do. dentist's office. I usually, if there's like a magazine or something, mm. I I usually will even bring a book with me. Actually, if I go okay. to the dentist, so you hit the so article I, one. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally, occasionally, I'll yeah. I'll read about like a you know like a 2013. 
Toyota Camry and the car and driver that's been sitting there <laughs> right. you know, since since right. then. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, sure. that's what they said about the uh, Audi A4 right. from uh, 2014. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like, how do you learn how to translate French or, or you know, Japanese or Chinese <clears throat> or Spanish? Well, I just read this, uh, this manual over and over in all these different languages and just became fluent. I was so bored at the dentist's office. Um, all right. Next question, though, Jared. You've been asked to participate in a community play. What role do you perform? Mm. Set designer, the treasurer, you work in audiovisual, you're a producer, a scriptwriter, lead actor, director, or prop manager. Um, I want to act. Oh, lead actor, actress. Okay. I want to act. Nice. Okay. Which of the following what games? What did you choose? Uh, I what did I choose for this? I think audiovisual because okay. you don't do I it was here. in the pit. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I was I was in the pit. Um, oh, you've done uh, it playing before. guitar. Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For uh, well, school plays. I guess well, that's a community play, right? But I I don't know. I was I was. But you've also done the, you've done audio for uh, concerts at Albion too. True. Yeah, actually, you're right. So, I mean, Absolutely. it's not a movie set, but you did the audio, right. which is right. Yeah. So I was thinking I could Same also concept. do a script writer uh, or mm. director, maybe also actor. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would rather see, do audio. Visual. I could see a writer for myself as well. For sure. I could see that. Actually, you're a good writer. You pick that one. Writer instead of lead yeah. actor. I don't think okay. I have the balls to put myself in a lead be acting lead. position. Okay. Yeah. See, I would be an actor. Uh, maybe I don't know. It depends on the play, I guess. We'll but see. But I like the idea of like, um, of like being in a writer's room and like trying to figure out the story, spitballing jokes. You know, that that seems right. like a cool vibe. Oh, for sure. I'm yeah. imagining it's a comedy, I guess, or spitballing anything, spitballing ideas. It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and then he takes his pants off. What? <laughs> I don't know. Switch it up. <laughs> exactly. Keep saying that, Jared. Okay. That's right. Switch. switch it's a it murder up. mystery. <laughs> no, we're making this into a, a comedy <laughs> with a crazy plot twist at the end. So he slips and falls. Right, his pants fall off. Doesn't even make any sense. I was, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, number nine. Which of the following games do you excel at the most? Ooh, now we're talking. P- Pictionary. No. Sudoku. No. Guess the song. I'm pretty good. At magic that, tricks. No. Taboo. What's taboo? Char- How does that go again? Taboo is when you can't like say the word. Oh, right. There's like that's the one where, oh yeah, we used to play that with my family. We play mm-hmm. that. Where there's like the there's a word that you have to tell the other people. Yeah. But on but that is a list of words you can't say to describe Correct. the thing. Correct. Yeah. Like, that's a fun one. Basketball, like you couldn't say like hoop. Michael or, Jordan. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh okay. Uh taboo charades. I don't know this one. He said she said. I don't know what game that is. Uh, or geocaching. Yeah, he said, she said. That's like... What is... Do you know that game? I don't know that game. Ah, I didn't know that was a game. That's like... You can't believe what... The, it's like a he said... That, isn't that like where it's like... Kind of like hearsay? Where it's like... You, you're telling me what someone else said? I thought that's what oh, I like, Oh, like telephone? Yeah, where it's like that... Like, you can't really trust what that person said because... Oh, maybe it is telephone. He said... She said, "Oh, it's, it's also called, apparently okay. a movie. I would call it telephone. I guess. See, yeah, one, we're one guessing. Person. I don't know if that's true. Right. I don't know if that's what right. it is. Uh, how do you? Uh, I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know. Okay, uh, it's some sort of uh, okay. improv game, apparently. But gotcha. clearly, we wouldn't play okay. it because we don't even know what the hell right. it is. Right. So, which game, Jared? Pictionary, Sudoku, guess the song, 
magic tricks, taboo charades, he said, she said, or geocaching? I'm pretty good at taboo. Okay. I would have said That's... guess the song if taboo wasn't on there, because I'm pretty good at that, okay. too. I, I also was pick, picking between those two. I also said taboo. So okay. this, is, this is kind of funny. All right. Next one. You have a big test tomorrow and need to review the material. What study method do Oof. you use? Number one, you use a highlighter for important notes. Number two, you read the textbook and you take notes. Number three, you create an outline and rank items by importance. That number sounds four, like a good idea. I do not do that, but that's a good idea. Right, right. <laughs> number four, you get some hands-on experience. I don't even know what that really means, but okay. Yeah, I was going to get hands-on experience. Test. Right? Well, this chemistry test, let me go get some chemicals and start mixing shit and right. see what happens. <laughs> this is where I see you doing, Jared. You make up a song about what you're learning. <laughs> yeah. I can see you Conjunction, at the keyboard junction, making a What's song. your function? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> or you make a study group. You relate the information to your own life, or you study in the park. I do the second one. You read the textbook and take notes. Yeah, uh, I think that's also what I did. I don't. I don't. I hate those study group uh, people. This is this is hilarious. This we is got the hilarious. same thing. We got the same thing. I hate those study what? group people because I, I don't. I feel like th- those always seem like a waste of time to me. It seems like a lot of hanging out and not a lot of getting anything done. Right. Yeah, it depends on the study group. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, I, I'd agree with you. I, I do tend to study better solo. Mm-hmm. But it can be good to review with other people. Like I do review yeah. sessions in my German class, but I think reviewing with people is different than like studying. I don't sure. Know. Sure. Yeah. You know. I guess so. All right. Well, Jared, I know you're dying to know what in, yeah. what kind of intelligence do you out. have. I'm already bummed out because we're the same. Yeah, you're bummed out, right? Uh, verbal linguistic intelligence. People mm. who are strong in linguist. I would agree though. Uh, people who are strong in linguistic verbal intelligence are able to use words well, both when writing and speaking. These individuals are typically very good at writing stories, memorizing information, and reading. They tend to learn best when they read or hear information, and often enjoy debating or giving persuasive speeches. Your strengths include remembering written and spoken information, reading and writing, debating or giving persuasive speeches, explaining things well, and using humor when telling stories. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. If he had to choose, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Okay. It's like, you yeah. know, that's kind of like a horoscope, you know, where it's like, yeah, you can convince yourself that that's you. <laughs> right. Exactly. You could have exactly. given me like four of them other than whatever ones. It's like, you're super outgoing and love just being around people and, and then just, you know, interacting mm-hmm. and networking and getting right. to know people. It's like, yeah, and, yes, I do. <laughs> on an intellectual level. It's like, right. yeah, no, I don't think that. I will say, though, I kind of like this, qu- this quiz. And that's by you too, very, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Same, same exact. I mean, also, I, I guess it's sort of a good thing. You know, we're all here mm-hmm. on this. This did sort of start as a language podcast. So I guess right. we're, we're just validating right. ourselves. What's the quote you yeah. liked? Uh, well, I, I just like that this uh, this quiz itself, I mean, it's it's short and sweet. I don't know how actually accurate it is. But I mean, once again, I do agree with the results to some degree. Um, I think uh, as well, one of, one of my other talents uh, or... or intellects that I think I have is also um, musical intellect I think so you said Jared let's talk about these um, you asked you, you, you can we see all the options these? there that that you could um, have gotten uh, I don't see I believe this test is drawn from this uh, from psychology today okay so there are 12 that they mention here so number one is logical mathematical intelligence so this is the ability to analyze problems rationally perform mathematical operations, and investigate scientific questions. 
you need to be able to calculate, quantify, consider propositions and hypotheses, and perform lo uh, complex logical operations. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, linguistic intelligence. Special sensitivity to spoken and written language. And this it is manifest us? This is us, yep. Okay. Uh, manifests as the ability to learn languages and use language effectively to achieve certain goals. Writers and great communicators possess this type of intelligence. Uh, then this next one is an interesting one. Spatial intelligence. Spatial intelligence uh, implies the ability to recognize and manipulate patterns in a wide space, such as used by navigators and pilots, as well as patterns in more confined areas, such as the case of sculptors, surgeons, chess players, or architects. I would also Maybe add, like though, a crime scene investigator or something like right, that. Right, yeah. Or I was thinking even, depending on the sport, potentially athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, like spatial oh, yeah. intelligence, like sure. a quarterback. They have to know exactly where, for the most part, where they can throw that ball so their receiver can catch it, right? Yeah. When I when I watch Formula One on some of the street circuits specifically, there's no, like, mm -hmm. runoff area where it's like so right. it's just walls right on the side. Okay. And it's, you know, it's wild to watch how close, you know, you, you can get to the wall on a consistent basis but not mm -hmm. hit it. You know, you can do that right. for 50-whatever laps and not hit it. Um, and just get, you know, and just uh, damn, like scrape your tire each time, yet not hit it too hard to, to you know, just to, and, uh, and uh, you know, that sort of quick spatial awareness, mm -hmm. I think, is uh, in that sort of reaction. Uh, yeah. so, uh, it's similar to like a pilot, sort of, you know, oh, for sure. skill of being yeah. a pilot almost. Yeah. And speaking of spatial intelligence, Jared, this type of intelligence refers to the ability to think in 3D. People who have it have extraordinary abilities to recognize mm. and manipulate uh, detailed and large-scale spatial images, as they and yeah, also apparently that. people with what? I'm not good at that. I feel like this is not my strong suit, right? That you're what you're talking about, right? Right. And what's interesting too is people with the with the spatial intelligence tend to have a very active imagination, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Also, um, not me, right? Um, I, I have an active imagination to some degree, but I don't think it's like in a spatial type of way. Um, right. Like imagining you know. like cities in your brain or something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like some exactly. sort of inception paradise in your brain. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> um, next one is body kinesthetic intelligence, which, mm. which I totally agree with. Like the Peak term athlete. muscle memory, right? Mm -hmm. Like a golfer, like who can, or what I think is actually really uh, like impressive. That high level consistency. Right, right, like a or like an NBA player who can also like hit Formula like one kind of, yeah, that sort of sure. high level consistency, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, and awareness, um, right, or or even like tennis players. I've been watching mm -hmm. the Australian Open right now, and mm -hmm. it's just crazy how consistent. There was a rally I watched the Nadal match yesterday, um, and there was a, a, one of the rallies was like twenty six or twenty seven shots. Yeah, and there's no time to hesitate, especially right. mid rally where you've committed to say one side, and it's like, yep. you, you don't have moments to hesitate because the ball is going over 100 miles an hour, and as exactly. soon as it hits, the decision has to be made because you're you're already too late if you haven't made a decision by the time right. it's been hit. I will say this though, I do think uh, tennis and table tennis players have superb like a good tennis player has probably fantastic also spatial intelligence mm -hmm. not just the body kinesthetic with the consistency but the like tennis is such a game of angles and table tennis is even more so because you can put more spin on the ball right yeah so it's just crazy like 
I've seen highlight videos before where like a tennis player will hit the ball with so much spin it goes around the like net uh, net post mm-hmm. into the court. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah or they'll yeah, hit yeah. a serve and it'll have so much side spin on it. Right when it hits the court, it moves so far to the left or the right that the person can't even hit it, you know? Yeah. But all this is happening so fast where when you watch it on video, it just looks like a... All you see is just like the flash of the right of the ball going back and forth. One of my favorite, by the way, Drake and Josh episodes was the table tennis episode. Oh yeah, where the head just moving back and forth, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Even a funny one. Josh or Drake is a you know piece of shit nowadays, but that's okay. <clears throat> right. Number number five, Jared. Music uh, musical intelligence refers to the skills of mm. interpretation, composition, and appreciation of musical patterns. People with this type of intelligence also have the ability to recognize and create musical tones, rhythms, and timbres. They tend to have a great uh, facility to learn songs and rhythms, as well as to compose music and play different musical instruments. They develop a special sensitivity to music and can easily detect incorrect pitches or out-of-tune instruments. I feel like I've always been sort of under the belief that that falls into a similar category. Or... I, I, I'm, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but this is always the belief I had is that that's like a similar skill to the linguistic skill. That's just what we've always been told. In, in what ways? That, that, the ability, that, that the ability to be a good musician and the ability to be good with languages come from a similar sort of brain muscle. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I will say I think all of these levels of intelligence there is probably some level of like innate or natural born ability, but I think a lot of it too is practice, right? Like, yeah. Like I mean, all yeah, of these, for sure. All of them, you know, it doesn't the matter. Spatial, the street smarts. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, musical intelligence. I don't know. I mean, I think, um, I think a lot of people have maybe a base level of musical intelligence, right? Mm. Like most people might be able to tap, you know, to a rhythm and identify, you know, like different parts of a song maybe. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to like more like higher or more extreme musical intelligence would be like, like I'll, I'll never forget this, Jared, when I studied music in college, there was this uh, concert that was given by the seniors of the piano department and the guitar department at Albion College. So I got to watch two of these senior classical guitar players play uh, and they played both amazing pieces and then watched two senior pianists play. And they also played, uh, I think, some Chopin and some list and then the guitar parts were um albanese and via lobos uh which was just amazing but anyways the piano teacher was listening to the guitar players play and then uh after like after each person played there was like a critique by like the professors of both departments right and mm-hmm. they gave some like constructive criticism feedback all that good stuff mm-hmm. anyways the uh the teacher was like by the way in the third section of of this you played a C when it was supposed to be like a like a um, I think it was either a C sharp or a B. F them! How dare they? But but the thing is, is that level of like awareness, hearing ability mm-hmm. to know that you know. And the thing was, is he was reading along with the sheet music. Yeah. Like like I can't do that. Like I couldn't just listen to someone play, read along with the sheet music, and be like, they missed that note. Not yeah. Not only did they like, miss the note, but this is the note you played that was wrong. Yeah, like there's one thing to recognize a missed note, but be but to hear the wrong note that they played and be able to right. be like, this is the wrong note you played. Exactly. Our, our friend uh, Chris that did the bassline on the intro of this pod, mm-hmm. 
he's uh, he's um i think a little further on the um like in that sort of musical camp because i remember he's always been very good at uh like being able to like uh figure out like the what is it like uh the what is it where it's like you can hear the pitch you know and he can just yep. sort of like yep uh, attribute Tell you what note mm-hmm. like when 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 he did the bass line on this um on, on our intro i asked him i was like do you want to know the key it's in uh he, he said no almost like no don't ruin like you don't ruin the right. fun for me right <laughs> he's like no yeah. i'll figure it out i'll figure don't tell me right. don't tell me i'll figure yeah. it out the, the funny thing is though if, if you have a basic understanding of music it's not too hard to figure well maybe i'm coming from a privileged place because i've been playing guitar since i was 10 years old but sure um, you know, I think with music, it's, I, I agree with him though. Like it is kind of fun to like figure out what the key is in. I have some friends though, too, that can not only figure out the key, like almost instantly, mm-hmm. but they can play you like the riff or the chords. Like I, I'm the type of person where it takes me some time to kind of listen to it a couple times, kind of figure it out. Whereas I have some friends who can just listen to something and then just be like, all right, I listened to it. Let me play it for you now. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like a whole nother level, I think, of not only musical intelligence, but ability on an instrument, right? Yeah. All right, what else? Um, what else? Let's keep for going. Sure. Let's keep going. Yeah. We got a few uh, more. In- interpersonal intelligence. Mm. So this is the ability to un- understand other people's intentions, motivation, and desires uh, and use them to assertively engage with others. People with this type of intelligence develop the ability to recognize and understand the psychological background of the other people. Mm. Interpersonal intelligence therefore implies the development of effective verbal and nonverbal communication. These people notice the differences between one another, are sensitive to the moods of others, and have the ability ability to manage different perspectives from a, um, from an empathic posture. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's a that's that's a key one. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. partially. I think keys into the street smarts. I think a street smarts is yeah. probably a mix of a lot of different things. Right. But I think that's a key part right there. And uh, right. that's sort of what I was saying earlier, just more smartly said. Right. Exactly. That's what I was getting right. at. I mean, they just, you know, they said what I said is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Next up, Jared, we have intrapersonal intelligence. Ah. Uh, oh, interesting. So this is, Mm-hmm. So this is fundamentally uh, so this is fundamentally inward since it implies the ability to understand oneself. Ah, so the other one is more understanding other people. This is uh, understanding yourself. So these people are not only aware of their wishes, feelings, moods, and expectations, but they use that information to intelligently manage their lives. Emotional I think that's one intelligent skill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, where I feel like emotional intelligence goes two ways, right? It's that inter, which is the emotional intelligence of others, but then also the intra, right. your own emotional intelligence. Because you can be like Dennis, for example. And have right. some like super high <laughs> right. understanding of other people's psyche or believe right. you do, yet mm-hmm. be so unaware of your own uh, like emotional. Right. Like when he tries to cry, he just can't cry. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that episode, dude. Yes. where they yes. were on the where they were trapped in the uh, in the boat. And the, and he has the onion. Yeah, onions, onions. Because <laughs> he, he stole all of Mac's dad's right. letters and threw them away. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I just saw that right before we we sat down. That's here. a hilarious episode, by the way. I love that one. Um. So yeah. yes, that that. So I could see the difference between those two because there are many right. like uh, sociopaths or like sure. or like uh you know that are probably very good at under or maybe trying to understand and manipulate other people's emotions, but I've right. oh, Dennis. 
<laughs> essentially no well, awareness let me ask own. you this jared do you think you have more interpersonal intelligence so with other people or intrapersonal intelligence in uh i have more interpersonal intelligence so you're I better think, with others than yes. yourself yeah okay I, I mean i think part of the reason i i'm in therapy is to figure out myself it's not it, more than right. anything and to understand my own emotions and to be to take take note of my right. own emotions but i think i i, I feel like I, i'm I, I like e, uh, even though i might be a little antisocial, i am intelligent enough to be able to understand like like i can read i can I, i'm smart enough to read the room you know uh, and 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 sort of understand if I'm annoying or or not or something like that or like or like right. what the tone is in the situation better than I can probably understand my my own emotions. Right. I think I can carry myself better in you know groups with other people, even Which strangers. In- mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I find that interesting, Jared, because for me, I think I have okay interpersonal skills, but I do think I have higher intrapersonal intelligence. Mm. Like, I generally know... I think you're kind of both, though. You're very personable. I I, I try. I put a lot of effort and thought into it, to be honest with you. But I think the other thing, though, too, Jared, is that... um, I don't know, man. I hate to say this, but I've I've always been kind of sensitive and just kind of aware of my emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But I do hate it. I don't know what it is, but I just... (laughs) I know you hate it. Right. But uh, you don't have to to hate to say it. There's nothing... I don't understand why you find... We don't have to talk about this again. We've talked about this right. so much, but I don't understand. Let's understand. move on. There's t- still a couple other yeah, types yeah, of going, intelligence we need to talk about anyways. Naturalistic intelligence is the ability to perceive relationships between species and people, recognizing possible uh, differences or similarities between <clears> them. These people are able to identify, discern, observe, and classify members of groups or species of flora and fauna with, with relative ease. Interesting. However, with this type of intelligence... Uh, uh, very sorry. Specific. However, uh, right. However, those with this type of intelligence not only identify the variety that exists in the natural world, but also have a special sensitivity towards the environment. They I have can a do natural that with curious, by the way. There you, you show I me a 911, and I can tell you what trip is. <laughs> I believe that uh, they have a natural curiosity <laughs> to investigate their environment and be in contact with nature. So I have a coworker actually. Um, she worked for our, our office, but now she's doing stuff with the biology department at the university, mm-hmm. and she is this to the T. Like she can tell you all about different animals, different plants, like the people that are into birds. Like bird people yes. are probably really and good not at bird that. law, <laughs> but real birds. Dude, that episode, the Always Sunny episode, was so good because he had like yeah. this pretty convincing argument about how the his bird law was made sense, but then the final step was he asked a professor to talk to the bird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tell us what the I speak a little bit of pigeon. (laughs) Which did you realize though, Jared? That's actually kind of a pun. Because I think oh yeah, I guess it is. Pigeon is a real language. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it wasn't, but it was hilarious. I don't think I don't think I don't think they were taking the joke at that level. But that is true. That is a good point. It could it was a a funnier a deeper joke than I think it was even meant to be. Exactly. Um. Anyway. But yeah, yeah naturalistic no. intelligence, I, I, I don't think I have a ton of it, to be honest with you. I do I don't like either. being outside, but I, I wouldn't call that naturalistic intelligence. No, I don't, I don't have a lot of... No, I don't either. I don't have a lot of awareness of the flora and fauna on that level. Right. Oh, yeah, me either. Next one for you, Jared. Uh, and this is interesting. To add to the list, emotional intelligence. This could be considered as a conjunction I was say, how of is this interpersonal... Different? Well, wait. We'll, we'll see. Let's find out. Um 
as a conjunction of interpersonal and intrapersonal sure. intelligences, it implies the ability to recognize and manage one's own and other people's emotions, which I will say, I don't think you can manage other people's emotions. But anyways, no. but this is maybe... Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So maybe it's the... Uh, so interpersonal is your ability to like communicate with other people? In Inter, yes. And intra, intra is your, would be per, yourself. Is your ability to know your own emotions. And yes. then emotional intelligence is your ability to turn that into managing your emotions ver- with other people and your yes. relationships with other people. Yes. So you might be you might be good at at having conversations with people and like being really good at being personal but have no awareness of your own emotions. Mm-hmm. But there's a skill in itself of having of being able to match both both of those things of like being very good at like communicating with people, but either not being, I don't know, uh, codependent or some, or manipulative, you know, it's like, I'm very good at being manipulative or I'm very good at like being codependent and just like having this and having this person know that they can rely on me, even if it's unhealthy, you know, where it's like, I'm not aware of my own. I got you. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So let me continue though with emotional intelligence. So, uh, what it's composed of actually, Jared, are five essential capacities, emotional Mm self-awareness, emotional self-control, self-motivation, uh, empathy and social skills. Um, so, so yeah. So, I think I think this one is maybe just like a a broader a way to look at intelligence in a more broad spectrum. Whereas, I think the inter and intra is Our like a little bit more of a granular. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that they'd separate those, though. But I, mm-hmm. I feel like I understand the difference, even though I yeah. still find it weird that they would separate them. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like that similar but different. It's kind of like you know squares and rectangles. You can right? have one. But the other, but then having those two together is a different thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. a whole different skill. Right. The next one, Jared, is existential intelligence. So mm. this is the ability to locate, locate oneself with respect to the cosmos and the existential features of the human condition, such as the meaning of life and death, the final destination of the physical and psychological world, oh, this is a tough and one. deep experiences uh, like love for another person. I don't oh, interesting. Have this. The first place my brain went was religion. Okay. And sort of that uh, how does that relate to existential intelligence? You know, cuz we're all and not you know, so many of us in, in, are convincing ourselves of of our own safety via what's coming in the afterlife, you know, what what's right. bigger to come, which is really just us convincing us that ourselves that the unknown is s- safe and better than what we're living right now right. or it's like well you don't really know that you know right it's just almost yeah, trying to make yourself feel better existential one's an interesting one i wonder too though if that i feel existential like a lot of one... people have had all the ones that we've talked about so far but this is so far seems like the most difficult one yeah well i think this is also very philosophical in a lot of ways too. sure i mean like it's you gotta to find wars. a lot of exactly yeah um, next up, though, Jared, we have creative intelligence. Mm-hmm. So this is combining intellect with imagination to create an original idea or product. Sure. In fact, although intelligence uh, involves solving problems, it does not always lead to original solutions. People with creative intelligence, on the other hand, think outside the box and often come up with novel solutions. And you know a group of people, Jared, I think have actually a lot of creative intelligence, but they get overlooked a lot of the time. Uh, Beyonce? rednecks uh, oh oh i see the inju- ingenuity you, yes like mm. redneck ingenuity is hilarious but you got to be really creative and kind of think outside the box sometimes so what i did man is i rigged up 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a, essentially a pulley system. But what I did was I rigged up the uh, entrails of this coon that I found out in my backyard. Because if you don't know, there is nothing stronger than the entrails of a healthy raccoon. Nah, I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Or, yeah. My first thought when you when you were reading that was like a musician or something or like some sort of like artist. Mm-hmm. But that's a great uh, another way to look at it is you know make making the most out of like M- MacGyver esque oh you don't know who MacGyver mm-hmm. is we've been over this I, oh I know who MacGyver is well, I feel like we had this conversation also, also that's like a phrase too to MacGyver something that's, that's true yeah he had a lot it's of a that very sort of common phrase intelligence. yeah but yeah. mixed with I I feel like some of that also gets mixed with some of that like uh, mathy intelligence even though it's not just oh, straight up sure. math. Part of it is problem solving with what you have and how those things work together, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. But well, I don't I, think any of these things, any of these intelligences should be seen in a vacuum. Like you have just this right. one. Oh, they're all very interconnected. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, Jared. They are very intercorrect- interconnected. Speaking of interconnectedness, Jared, mm-hmm. the last type I have for you today is collaborative intelligence. Uh, in mm. the organizational and social media environment... Uh, oh, this is a, a mistake in the sentence here. But anyways... Uh, in, the, um, in the organizational and social media environment, very has emerged intelligent. I see, right? <laughs> has emerged a new type of intelligence that refers to the ability to work as a team to achieve a common goal. Collaborative intelligence implies an orderly deliberation that allows a group of people to create better shared knowledge and make decisions with greater possibilities of overcoming the challenges hmm. and difficulties posed by different human activities in an increasingly complex and changing environment. Um, This very special type of of intelligence implies being able to work with others, share knowledge and ways of doing things to achieve a common goal. So there you go. So it's just being the ability to be good at teamwork. Yep, being a good team player. How how can you tell when it's teamwork versus... I or one person did all the all the work. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the way you tell Jerry is if you actually worked as a team. Yeah, it's true. If it's just based off of your if you're good execution, at teamwork, then you wouldn't be in that situation. Right. See, so That's there you go. Point. Sometimes, That's Jerry, the point. answer lies within the question. Wow, it's so fucking deep, bro. Right. There's my existential <laughs> intelligence popping out, maybe. Um, but yeah, Jared. So out of this list, like, what do you think? are like your more stronger intelligences. Mine for sure is linguistic intelligence. I think yours as well, really. Mm-hmm. Um, like you you love to say you're not good at German, but I actually think you need to, you you deserve more credit than no, you I give yourself. It's not that I'm mind. not good. But I feel like I, I feel like if give me a month or two and mm-hmm. emerged in a German culture and I'll I'll have it back. Like it's there. Right. But I feel like right now, if I were like, it's not, it's like, I just, it needs to be reactivated is all. Like, I'm not, I'm saying I'm bad now, but I'm not saying that that can't be rectified if I actually were, were immersed into it for, for three weeks to a month. So I say I'm bad, but I, I mean in the moment more than not, not as a whole. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does take some time. You know, if you get over, like, it takes me usually about a week or two in Germany to kind of bounce back to, a really fluent level of speaking where I'm not searching for words as much, you know? Yeah. Um, and I like words. Like I do like mm-hmm. words, even like in- right. English words. I enjoy, like I, right. I legitimately look at the word, word of the day every day. I'm right. try- I feel like I could tell you what it is without even t- looking at it. And I can't, can't think of it. I mean, I can look at it, but I thought, I, but I've definitely seen it today. Right. Oh yeah. Juggernaut, which is so, so, okay. something extremely oh, large and powerful. Yep. Um, yep. 
So I do enjoy words for sure, and I agree. I do. I like just because I I said I was bad at, at German right now. I, I I do agree that I I think the linguistic thing fits me. Sure. What about logical mathematical intelligence? I feel like that's one that I lack. Um, I think I'm good at uh I'm good at simple quick maths. One one quick plus maths? one, yeah. Two plus two quick maths. Yeah, I'm good at that sort of stuff. Okay. Like my mom used. Yeah, I'm I'm good at that sort of stuff. But, Spatial um, intelligence. Mm, nah, not really. Yeah, my, mine could probably be I better I like to as think well. I'm some sort of peak athlete, but let's be honest. Right. <laughs> if I was, I'd probably be sh- showcasing those talents somewhere. Right. Body kinesthetic intelligence. I think I'm pretty good with that. Even though I just yeah. said I'm not a... <laughs> I wish I was an athlete. I do mm-hmm. think I do think I'm pretty... Uh, You're a pretty good athlete, I do though, think Jared. I'm a pretty good athlete. I do. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm also good at picking up like sort of sport related stuff well i think that means you're a good athlete because if it's just anything active you can kind of do right yes i do think you're just baseline decent at a lot of random things i I think i think i can pick up a lot of sort of sports stuff pretty easily right i will say this though i I have a bad shoulder so i can't do a lot of swinging related Mm. stuff okay (laughs) but i guess i could if i had a good shoulder but my shoulder's shitty no no tennis for you no tennis no, no baseball Right, that's fair. I got about one good throw and two good you swings. You gotta be in careful me. <laughs> with ice hockey too, especially if you get a hard check. That can that can yeah. mess you up. I, I could I could still, but I could still skate by, pun intended. Right. Uh, in some go. in some pond hockey, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. No um, one's checking you that hard there. No, hopefully not. Um, I would say for me though, Jared, next to linguistic intelligence, I do think I have pretty good music intelligence, uh, musical mm. intelligence, just because. I don't know. There's a lot of times where I'll just be out and about or like I'll hear a song and be like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Sure. A lot of times I could tell you the time signature of the song. Sometimes the key, if I have a guitar in my hand, I can tell you the key. I mean, you're well trained. And as we talked about a lot of this, you know, we we were talking for a hot sack about like the idea of where these skills come from. And you mentioned that while some of it might be nature, a lot of it, uh, it probably comes more from nurture and and training your brain and your, your, your brain is well trained uh, musically. And I think the music does work with the linguistics a little bit. Like I do think there's some like bleed sure. over. I'm very you know, good like at still hearing. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at like memorizing uh lyrics. What's that? What's that about? Uh I don't is that dude, I was thinking about this the other day. I think there's some special thing about when you put words to a beat and a rhythm and a pitch, mm-hmm. it will Kind of said that almost sing song. He did not beat in a rhythm and a pitch. It's <laughs> um, like slam poetry almost. Right. Exactly. <laughs> then when you... I say words, beat, rhythm, pitch. <laughs> <laughs> they make you remember the words. Yeah. But but there is something to that because I was I was listening to a playlist the other day uh, in my pickup truck mm-hmm. uh, and it was country music, Jared. Mm. But it did like I I like heard a couple songs I haven't listened to in a long time, and it blew my mind how I knew all the lyrics. Yeah, I get a lot of that with oldies that my parents mm-hmm. used to, you know, blast Do you into remember? our. <laughs> for example, <laughs> yeah, that my parents used to blast into me and my sister's head, and then it's like, and then you just like like some sort of Manchurian candidate. You're just singing the, all the words right. of the song. Like, uh, how do I know this song? Why do I know all the words of this song? Right. Where is this coming what, from? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Is reincarnation real? And who was I in my past life? Am I an Isley brother and I don't know about right. it? What is right. happening right now? 
I hear uh, just like the Glenn Miller band come on. I'm like, what, what happened? Was, was my previous life, was my name Earl? Was I some white guy that grew up in Oklahoma? What's going on here? So I do think whatever whatever that would fall into, whether it be like, mu- like uh, music or, or what, I do think I have a very good memory for music like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, Jared. To kind of wrap up the pod, I have kind of a final question for you. What do you think are these intelligences or are these talents? Because psychologists mm. actually kind of go back and forth on this. Like, it's not totally agreed upon that there's like obviously just kind of 12 cut and dry types of intelligences. But it does make you wonder, and it does beg to ask the question could, are these talents or are these in, in like just innate abilities? Could anyone do what Jimi Hendrix did? Did he just play? Did he do that just because he practiced a lot? I mean, I'm sure he did practice right. a lot. But he did. Is yeah. that the only? Is that why he like could could I do what Jimi Hendrix did uh, if I just practiced a lot? And the thing is, doing what that person did, maybe I could do it if I practiced right. a lot. But mm-hmm. there's one thing to do it, but there's the one thing to be like one of the first to do it. And like right. reinvent the game, and and to do it, um, and the way he did it might not work as well for you. Sure, you know, like different people respond differently to different things as well. So you're right, though. So like I, it's, it's I hard think to... I think anyone can get good at something for the most sure. part. Sure, you know, there are obviously right. various limitations. I'm not saying anyone could be Serena Williams, but you know, right. anyone can get good at something. But um, to master it, I think does take some sort of innate abilities that um, that others don't have. Right. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it too is it depends a lot on your personality, right? Because depending on your personality, it will also, that kind of influences the type of life you live, right? Like if you're yeah. a very outgoing person, you probably have a lot of interactions with people. Um, I think yeah. that's a fairly safe generalization to make that sure. you know, that if you're outgoing... Right, right, and you get more practice with it, right? Do you Whereas, don't think you don't think any of those? Oh, that's another. You didn't mention that when you were talking about the ones that intrapersonal is another one that you probably you relate too hard. Seems right. Like. Yes, yes. And I don't think I think all three of those intra, inter, and, and emotional and emotional are all ones that I'm not good at. I think between those, I'm probably the best at inter. Inter, yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah. but I don't think I'm good at any of them. <laughs> right. But I think that's right. that is one that I think you're good at all three of those. But especially, it seems like intra to you. It seems like that that's yeah. one that you yeah. seem to be I, good I, at. Yeah, I, I'm trying to improve on my interpersonal skills a little bit more. Especially mm. this semester now that I'm teaching, I have a broad range of students I'm teaching, like 18 yeah. years old to like over 60. Um, so like I had to send an email to we one of my students. We have a job that requires, I guess, very good right. interpersonal skills. Yeah. Well, I had to I had to teach a student of mine how, how to do a screenshot. You know, um, <laughs> so, you know, like things that for a lot of people might be quote unquote basic. How do you do like that on you the, can't make I, these assumptions. I still have a phone with a button. I don't even know how to do that on new right. iPhones. Uh, uh, oh, um, I don't know how to do <laughs> you it. You don't on, know how to do that on oh, your phone? No, no. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. It's uh, you hit the uh, volume up button and then like the sleep button. Ah, okay, on the okay, side. okay, okay. You push them. I need to have the phone in front of me in order <laughs> to do it. Um, but I had to explain it on, on a computer. Oh, you know, I see. So, but then, like, do you she know how to do it on a Mac? Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. What is it? Of course. What is it? 
Uh, it's a uh, command. Sh- I gotta look at the keys. Good. You're right. It's yeah, command right. shift four. Uh, wow. Well, that's to do a specific size. Is it four? Command shift three oh. is just a screenshot. I always yeah. do three and then crop it because four is so annoying because you have to like pinch and and zoom yeah. it and it, that's annoying. Yeah. All exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. You know so, your you know your commands. All right. Yeah. I, I, I love keyboard down. shortcuts. <laughs> oh, I love. I, I, love I want you to shortcuts. teach me some more. Okay. We can we can talk yeah, some more after the pod. Please. But uh. But yeah. But that. I don't know that interpersonal one. It, it can be a tricky one because uh, I feel like people who are very good at interpersonal are actually very well-traveled people mm. because you get to see a lot of different types of people yeah. and how they react and respond to similar things, but in potentially different ways. Right. So then, you know, like, for example, um, like one thing that uh, somebody, a friend of mine kind of taught me in China was that if you don't want to do something, you have to kind of say no gently, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I have plenty of friends who, like, if they don't want to do something, they'll just be like, nope, like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. So, but yeah, I think I think to maximize any of these intelligences, Jared, obviously there is a level of probably innate talent or ability, but also, like we mentioned, that consistency in sure. practice and and you I know, mean, really do LeBron that. James mm-hmm. is one of the best in the world but he wouldn't he wouldn't still be the best if he didn't practice like he he, exactly. he would like he'd still have to he's he still have to practice on a daily basis or whatever it is he does granted yep. he just show up to games smoking cigars so who knows i don't know right <laughs> yeah well he's probably at the point in his career where you know he he can do that you, you know, know i saw he, that he video when that. he did that and i don't I'm not a sports person so i just assumed he wasn't playing that day Right. Uh, but then I found out later he was playing that day. I'm like, wow, that's bold. That is bold. Yeah, yeah that's pretty <laughs> hilarious for sure. That's kind of old school though, where it's like back in the day where they're like on halftime they'd be smoking cigarettes like yep. back in the 80s yep. and shit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Or or you just play baseball, Jared, and then you just have a dip in the whole game. That's true. But that's but I the dip, dip is different than smoking though. Dip actually yeah, makes only sense. Done that that's twice. sort of like a steady drip of. But it, ca- of but it makes you nic- feel nicotine. drunk, or at least it made me feel drunk. The like two times I tried it, it was terrible. I think, but I think if you have some experience with it, right? There are sure. some. There are some legitimate cognitive benefits to it, right? But it I makes think you more alert. But I think I, I guess my question would be when it comes to smoking, how how much are those cognitive benefits relative to the respiratory? Uh, right. uh, damage. Yeah, damage that's done. So I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. But it's, listen, it's hard he's to doing say. fine. <laughs> right. Well, Jared, that's I'm in my tiny house great, asking uh, these questions. I have to right. go to a job tomorrow. Right. Well, he's got that uh, body kinesthetic intelligence. That's why, Jared. He knows. Let me ask you about this because mm-hmm. I think you and I should get into this. And I've actually been okay. meaning to ask you about this. I think you'd love this. We should start smoking okay. cigars. Oh, okay. I mean, I used to smoke cigars when I was younger. We can oh, smoke really? a cigar once in a while. Yeah. I don't mean like a like some sort of Philly blunt or something. I mean like quality cigar. Oh no, I <laughs> used to go to a cigar shop we by should my do parents' it. house. You you know why I was thinking about this cuz your boy, Andrew Tate? Yeah, Cobra Tate. He's he smokes cigars specifically because he says it has uh, testosterone benefits. Apparently, does it? Re- or not? Well, I don't shit, know bro. benefits, but it, like it provides one with testosterone, and that's mm. part of the reason why he does it. So well, got Jared, me thinking, I tell you what, I hate that you I'm feel pretty fucking manly idiot. smoking a cigar. I will. I'll <laughs> agree with Tate on that. Yeah, except for when I get lightheaded and be like, ah, I might have to throw. I'm it. gonna puke. But right. I was thinking about that. I was like, ah, I might need to start smoking cigars. Okay. 
Dude, how about this? When it's uh, springtime, pretty mm-hmm. soon, couple months, well, ho- hopefully a few months, it'll be sunny out. We can smoke a nice stogie on your porch. Yeah, yeah. Sit one of the chairs that blew into the yep. side of my car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jared, this has been <clears throat> a fun one. I think we've covered the different types of intelligences out there. Uh, we, I think we figured out ours and also some intelligences we might want to uh, improve a little bit, if, if that's possible. I'm not sure if that's possible, but I think who def- knows? I think we just talked about the fact that it's possible. I it guess just it takes, is, yeah. It just takes effort practice. to practice. Right. Yeah, for sure. I'm practicing well, my intra per, my intra personal intelligence, I think. I think I'm actively practicing it, for example. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I hope, uh, hopefully... Hey, don't do me, Chad. I hope I, I hope there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I hope I can improve I think there intelligence. Is. I have faith in you, Jared. And for all those other folks out there, let us know what your um, type of intelligence you'd like to improve on uh, at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on YouTube and Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Slide into our DMs on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. And please let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast... Yekuyame, which is gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. Mm-hmm.